0: I work the number for him.com and now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I work for him podcast.
1: How is it to be in Cincinnati? It was gorgeous this morning, a beautiful 33 degrees. Martha, you love freezing temperatures.
2: You know what? It's great. I just have learned, I know to layer my clothes, I know what to do. So it was I just fantastic. Bundle up.
1: I was out without a jacket. Martha's got a down coat on, hat, gloves, mittens. It was amazing. But enough about the weather. We're in Cincinnati to highlight some amazing ministries, and today we're focusing on none other than transformational leadership. That's right, Ford Taylor and transformational leadership. You've heard about them several times. We did shows early last year about TLondemand.com, and that's what transformational leadership is all about. But let me just ask you this question. What kind of leaders do you see transforming America today? They certainly aren't there, maybe they are transformational, but are they moving our, our country in the right direction? Do we need more freedom from Christianity's influence or more influence from Christ followers? In my humble opinion, we need more Christ followers influencing our country. You know, it, we just have to ask this question. The question is, how do we intentionally engage our culture with positive Transformation. I've got just the answer, and I've got just the man to tell us all about it. Transformational Leadership is the name of the company. You can find out more online at transformlead.com. That's transformlead.com. And the name of the leader of transformational leadership is Ford Taylor. Ford Taylor, welcome back to I Work For Him.
3: Hi, Jim. Hi, Martha. It's always good to be with you.
1: It's good to
2: – this is great face-to-face. I love it.
1: It's nice to have actually people face-to-face. We don't get to see face-to-face very often. All right. Before we get into transformational leadership, and and we're going to talk today with a couple of, we're we're going to do an international flavor on transformational leadership today. We're going to talk to Frank Godry from Alberta, Canada, Calgary, Alberta, and and he's going to say A all the time, I'm sure. And then we're going to go down under for a little conversation with Hugh and Jane that are going to be transformational leadership leaders. trainers down under
3: yes that's what we're hoping that's why they're in town
1: that's it's unbelievable we're all sitting here and, and talking about transformational leadership in Cincinnati Ohio make sure you check them out online transformlead.com if you want your organization to just change and be what well, can you tell that that restaurant story can you tell I mean there's a restaurant that you that you took through transformational leadership right and, and how did it impact this restaurant
3: well the president of the company when when she shares about it you know she tells stories about how their store over store sales increased a million dollars per restaurant over the year. And, and when they started, they were, well, I won't say what size they were, but they're about four times bigger now. Mm. And I think she said that this last year, I think she said they did 50 million all because of the transformational leadership training. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say all because of it. I, I would say she gives a lot of credit to it, but you know, when you have people that care, When you have presidents of companies that care about their employees, and then you give them the tools to show them how they care, to transform not just the management team, but every employee in the company. Because, as you know, I believe everybody's a leader because they have influence. I think when they're given the right tools, ingredients, and behaviors, and they already have the big brain and the big heart, it's a very easy Transition. So now she gets a lot of the credit because she had uh, she's the leader there.
1: Well, and she made the decision to get everybody the training. I mean, that's what's really really cool. So what I really want to do, let's just start off just a just just basic, (laughs) just basic. As we talk about Ford Taylor in Cincinnati, Ohio, Ford, why transformational leadership? Where did this all come from?
3: Well, Jim, you may have heard me say this before. I I absolutely believe we have a leadership crisis in our Mm -hmm. country and around the world. And and I believe it's centered on the fact that we've developed leaders over all these years that care more about themselves or how they're seen than they care about the people that follow them. And I'm afraid if we don't fix that, that we're going to continue trending in the wrong direction uh, as far as the influence that even we have as believers whether it's in the marketplace, you know, workplace, government, education system, and, and it's not just the governmental level, you know, it's moms and dads who don't want to be transparent with their children, it's pastors who stand in the pulpit and say, Jim, Martha Ford, you be vulnerable, you be transparent. Why they don't do it themselves, uh, it's at the governmental level, uh, you know. You know what happened to the day when. When one of us made a mistake, and we said, and we stood up and said, "I made the mistake," and, and we apologize for it, we learn from it, and then we move on. And so, you know, my my what I saw years ago when I used to travel is everywhere I went, I'd see really smart people, uh, gifted, talented in at least one area, and a lot of people were gifted or talented in lots of areas. But I also found that everybody almost I saw had a huge heart. And what I couldn't understand is if that's true then why is it that those aren't the people that we read about in the paper? Why aren't that not the people that we see on television? And then I stayed home for 10 years because, you know, I had my own moral failure, and thank goodness my wife forgave me. But then I stayed home for 10 years to finish strong at home, and now I travel even far more around the world than I did even back then, and I find the same thing. And I started realizing years ago that we really do have a trouble, and and I know people say this is a cliche, connecting the smart head with the big heart, And I think everybody agrees with that. But what people haven't done is shown people how to do it. And so we got all this theory out there on leadership, what it is, but the how to do it, who to do it with, when to do it, where to do it, why you do it. You know, that's the things that I think we haven't taught people. And and I believe that when we start showing people those things, that we as believers absolutely can connect the head and the heart and have the influence that God intended us to have on the kingdom.
1: One of the things I've heard you say is that you know there's a lot of books out there talking about what a leader looks like, but how to be that leader. That's what transformational leadership is all about.
3: That's correct. And and what we try to do is is if you can think of making a cake or a cookie, you know you need ingredients, you need utensils, you need a recipe manual, uh, and the, so and so what we call is a playbook or a recipe manual. That answers the question, not just what is a leader, not just the definition, what's the purpose, what's the qualities and skills. We do give that, but we show people what keeps them from being the kind of leader that they have the ability to be, how to overcome that, and then what to do about it once they have it. So it's, again, the how, the when, the who, the where. And and, and what surprised me is while I saw this material work in companies, and you know, in a, a president of one of the companies called me in his office one day. And he closed the door and he said, Ford, how often do you get these kinds of results in a company? And I kind of embarrassingly said, every time. Hmm. And he said, then I want to challenge you why you're not taking this beyond just corporations. And so I invited 30 of my friends in the room and and gave them a legal pad and eight pieces of paper and a pen and basically did a brain dump on them over a six-month period for six days. And and then they came and said, this is the most life-changing thing we've ever been through. It changed our marriage, our relationship with our kids, our companies are better. You know, classroom teachers talk about the difference in the way their kids behave. And, you know, sports teams were winning more. And I started realizing, okay, we're onto something here. Because it wasn't, it didn't just work for business people. You know, it worked in pretty much every sphere. And Course, then later, as you know, I found out it was all biblical. So that was a little humiliating to find out that you believe you're God's gift of business and you find out that everything you taught was from the
1: Bible, <laughs> that
3: everybody can do it.
1: <laughs> but that's, so. but that's what you're seeing. I mean, you, you, you mentioned off the air, just an example of a question that you asked a, a guy about his basketball talent. I, I love that because that really describes the kind of person that you, you train.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we had a guy that was actually going through to become potentially one of our trainers. And, and the guy, I'm telling you, he is an absolute superstar. Far better speaker than I will probably ever be. Uh, and just polished and, and looking good. I mean, handsome. And, and, and after he gave one of his presentations, I, I took him to the next room. And I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, yes. And I said, let's assume you're on a basketball team. And you could score 50 points a game because you're that good. I mean, you're that good as a speaker, I mean, so that's that's a good comparison. Or you could be a part of a team that you scored 20 points a team, and by you scoring 20, the team went undefeated. And he hesitated and he couldn't answer me. Hmm. And I said, that tells me that we're probably not the place for you right now. And as soon as I said that, he just broke and started crying. And now if you watch that guy present, you would say, there's that same good-looking guy, that same superstar, but you see him walk in humility. And, you know, when he learned to have the courage to be humble and the humility to be courageous, and he walked down that line, his gifting went through the roof. And that's
1: which you can experience too if you go through the Transformational Leadership Training. You can access this online at tlondemand.com tlondemand.com and put in the promo code IW4H50 and get a discount. And, and then later this week, Martha and I actually get to go through the live presentation of Transformational Leadership, something that both of us have wanted to do, and we get to do it right here in Cincinnati. So we're on location in Cincinnati with Ford Taylor and Transformational Leadership, and we're going to go all international. Ford Taylor's got a whole bunch of guests in his home from all over the world, guys that are getting, guys and ladies that are getting involved in teaching and Promoting and training transformational leadership, and you know as you just heard from Ford Taylor about his passion for teaching truly transformational leaders, we go to Canada a eh? and we 're going to talk <laughs> with Frank Godry he's a transformational leader in the great White North the tundra of Canada. Frank Goddry, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thanks a lot. So talk to me about how did you first find out about transformational leadership? Well, it was interesting, Jim. I, um, I
4: uh, was introduced to Ford through a uh, mutual acquaintance. I was doing some uh, coaching um, uh, workshops uh, in learning to be a coach. And uh, it was given by a, a Denver-based ex-F14 pilot um, Then I'm an ex-Canadian military pilot myself. So we connected and, uh, we do have a rule on
1: the show. Whenever you say "Canadian," you have to say A. A. Okay. Right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but
2: if it's not natural for a Canadian yes. to do that, oh. then is it's that not what, really it, very helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no,
4: it, okay. it'll, it'll come out naturally, trust me. <laughs> okay. so, but I am from the other, that other part of the country where we speak with our hands in a diff- bit of a different dialect. But, okay. But yeah, I met uh, John Ramstead and uh, we connected. And in the fall, I was looking for some tools on the leadership development side. And he said, you got to meet Ford. And uh, yeah, it was life changing both personally and for my clients.
1: Well, so. let's talk about that personal yeah. life changing because transformational yeah. leadership. I've gone through the TL on demand program. In fact, you guys want to check out TL on demand, transformational leadership on demand, TL on demand.com. If you want to take yourself, your staff through TL on demand, you can do it and get 50% off with the I work for Him gift code. The, the code just type in I W four H 50. And uh, you can also check out transformational leadership online at transform All right. So, Frank, talk to me about that personal impact. The first time you got exposed to transformational leadership.
4: Well, it was uh, it was here in Marymont, just up the road, and uh, uh, I met one of um, one of Ford's clients, and he was telling a story on prior to transformational leadership. You know, had built some businesses, but of course focused on the business, not on the family, and the cost was big. And he had young kids, and uh, you know, he got pretty emotional as to how some of these tools started being able to reestablish a relationship, deal with some of his, you know, we, we've all got our, our, our stuff with junk in it. Inner woundedness. You <laughs> yes. And at the end of the day, um, I looked at him and I said, well, here's the problem is um, I'm in my fifties. My kids are young adults. The damage is done. I had anger issues. Uh, where do I go? And through some of the very simple tools Ford took us through, gave me hope, number one, but was able in less than six months, turn around the entire relationship with my kids, with mm-hmm. my wife, um, we've got some of the strongest relationships we've ever had, and it it just it it to see the damage that was done and the hurt that was done and the guilt that I had, and in less than six months be able to restore that, let the Spirit come in through that was just incredible, and I just you know and we've all got our stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we do. So the, the the simplicity it's hard. It's simple stuff, but it's hard. But but the way it touched me and gave me the hope that, Hey, you know what? It's, it's going to give me the ability, the passion. And now I want to tell others and, and yeah.
1: Well, so then talk yeah. about, so you went through this transformational process mm-hmm. called transformational leadership yep. and you, it impacted you personally. You had to go back to your wife and your children and, and start repairing some of those, br- the, the bridges, they weren't broken. They were blown up. Yeah. How, how, what did that look like?
4: Well, it was, it was simple. Ford goes, you know, this stuff is, is simple but not easy. Um, so first of all, apologizing properly, identifying. And he teaches a really simple tool on how to apologize. It's got mm-hmm. six steps. Mm-hmm. It's a
1: simple <laughs> six-step apology. Yeah, it's a
4: six-step apology, but it's a sincere apology. And, and part of it is having other people hold you accountable, identifying what you, you did. And it was interesting. Um, I don't mind saying this because I've had the conversation with my wife, but when I went through it, the next day... One of the things is I started listing what I needed to apologize for, for my kids and my wife. And I got to Ford and I said, hey, Ford, what if my list is too long? Mm. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I've got 12 things that I've identified that I absolutely have to make amends with my wife for. And so we just unpacked them, looked at the big ones and we just, because she's a list person. And if I came at her with 12 stuff, uh, 12 things, it would have been too much. Uh, And same with the kids. And to the point where this past Christmas, um, and you've got to understand, uh, I mean, Verbal abuse was just normal recourse in my house, mm-hmm. um, and I was the perpetrator of that. And that, you learned uh, that at home growing up. Yeah, it did, and and there was a whole bunch of anger issues and stuff that came along. But it was modeled to me, um, and and that's how it got modeled for me as well. But after going through the process, here I am, less than a year later, and my son was home for Christmas from university, and he wrote me a little letter. Uh, I got home, and there's this little torn piece of paper off one of my notepads. Dear Dad, thanks for inspiring others. Don't forget to inspire yourself. Hmm. And by the way, love you dearly. Love hmm. Nick.
2: Wow. I
4: still tear up because I could have never imagined that. That's what I. That's the kind of relationship I could have with my kids within six months of a lifetime mm-hmm. of of hurt. So. You know so, what
2: I love is the hmm. fact that um, you personally were impacted I by am. this training and want other people to to experience it themselves.
4: Oh,
0: absolutely.
2: Because so many times I think there's programs out there, how to do this better, how to do that better, you know, 12 steps for this or that or whatever. But my goodness, to learn how to apologize effectively. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's, that's just one part of I know, that's ownership.
2: one. You know, and I know that Ford's talked about it before on the air, but um, the fact that Um, you have a personal story to tell that says, you know, this worked for me. And all I can hope is that somebody grabs something from that. That's, that's got to encourage you every day.
4: Oh, It encourages me and it gives me the strength to just be persistent. Mm -hmm. And, and what's interesting is that one tool I truly believe saved my life. I mean, it's just that powerful Hmm. and it sounds silly, but it really no. does impact you that much. All
1: right, well, we're on location in mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Ohio today, talking transformational leadership. Really want you to check yeah. it out online, transformlead.com, transformlead.com. If you want to transform your organization, whatever that organization looks like, this is the training to transform your people. From the leaders down to the janitors and everybody in between, this is it, this it will transform your community. Mm-hmm. Check it out online, transformlead.com. It's also available if you want to take the training yourself on an online basis. TLondemand.com, TLondemand.com with the gift code IW4H50.
2: You know, to simplify all that, Jim, if they go to our website to resources, we have oh, all that information there under it's TL all there? on demand. Yes, sir. It's all there.
1: All right. Well, well, you're the best. All right. I know, right? So Frank, you yeah. keep you've hinted, hey, I'm, I'm gonna I want to teach others this. Yeah. So you well, tell us, what are you going to do with all, the, all that you've learned from transformational leadership? What are you going to do with it?
4: Well, it's interesting because I, I hung up my own shingle about two and a half years ago in a uh, company's name, Cirrus. But the tagline I use is, is closing your gaps to success. And I view that typically organizationally, whether it's a family, whether it's a business, whether it's a sports team, you typically have three gaps uh, in your organization. It's a leadership gap. That's how we show up individually. You have a team gap. How do the, the individuals within that organization interact? And then we've got an organizational gap. So these are the systems, processes, policies, and procedures. So whether it's plays and sports or whether it's how we handle, you know, dinner with the family, those are the three areas where typically it breaks down And, and TL for that leadership gap and that organizational gap. Because what we think is leadership's over here. It's a soft stuff. It's a soft skills. And you've got the real stuff, organization, budget, strategy, and so on. And really... Who creates those policies, procedures, systems, and processes, but the leaders. And if, it's, if the leader's broken, then what happens to the organizational side? So mm-hmm. most, my experience with the, the, the clients that I've worked with, you can identify the problem, lack of sales, lack of growth, issues at a family level, you know, dynamics and shouting and so on. It all comes back to an individual leadership issue you can always boil it down and he has a great framework. I'm an ex-pilot, so I love checklists and Ford's got lots of great <laughs> lots checklists. Lots of checklists, that's right. Uh, which is awesome. And and what that does is it gives you a framework upon which then you can hang your plays, you can hang your family dynamics, but you get proactive. The the the, the soft stuff becomes the hard it has hard impact in the good sense. And now you're able to build relationship, agree with each other. Understand we're not going to be perfect and and how to apologize or discipline or, and doing it in a way that's God honoring and individual honoring as we go through it. Hmm. And yeah.
1: What's the biggest thing when you, when you, we got about a minute and a half Mm -hmm. left in this segment, what's the biggest takeaway that the average leader gets when they go through the two day transformational leadership workshop?
4: Well, there's, my experience has been, and with my clients, it's been really the vulnerability to go to the toughest places, um, just, this gets unpacked that way that, that you go there. And what's really interesting is I'm talking about very successful Fortune 500 friends that I have. That six-step apology is one of the, the most impactful things that comes away from it because it it deals with so many things at the same level, completely biblical. But what's interesting is it works because the receiver cannot not see the sincerity and the willingness to want to, to want to make amends, which we're called to do right and and it doesn't matter you know whether you're a multinational company, just that combined with some affirmations so you, we call, I call it the, the the two-sided coin. so you firm your people in a proactive way you, t- you notice it and then you apologize if you have issues mm. then it's awesome. How do people find you online? You. How do, oh me uh, it's uh, WWw. Uh, dot uh, cirrus c-i-r-r-u-s dash consult dot com which part of Canada I am in Calgary Alberta Nice. Greatest show on earth, the Calgary Stampede. If anybody's oh, up boy. there, give me a call. Frank Godfrey, <laughs> thanks for being on
1: iWork for him today. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. All right, today we have the privilege in Cincinnati, Ohio, meeting with the founder of Transformational Leadership, Ford Taylor. Now, you've heard us say that name, and Ford's been on the show many times on work for him, but Transformational Leadership is something that every organization in the world should go through <laughs> because it will transform your organization. And it's because of the principles that are inside of it and the secret? Well, we can't tell you the secret, but we can bring back Ford Taylor. Ford Taylor, welcome back.
3: Thank you, Jim. You
1: know, we get a lot of people to tune in after the bottom of the half hour. And I want just kind of reintroduce who's transformational leadership for. I mean, you guys are out there teaching this all over the world, who, who can, I mean, people listening, if they're part of an organization, how do they bring transformational leadership to their organization?
3: Well, Jim, you know, I believe that an organization is two or more people in relationships. So that's a husband and wife, a family, a business, a government, a classroom. And I believe if you have influence with at least one person, that by definition makes you a leader. Okay. And so who would come to transformational leadership? Anybody who has influence in any sphere of society. So no matter where you work, live, or play, you have influence in all of those areas. And by that definition, it makes you a leader.
1: Well, this week we're attending your transformational leadership training, two-day training here in Cincinnati. What kind of people are going to be in that room?
3: Well, you'll have everything in that room. We'll have some pastors in that room. Uh, We'll have some pretty high executives from Procter & Gamble, uh, Western Insurance, Western Southern Insurance. Um, So, I mean, some huge, you know, fortune you know, big companies will be represented there. You'll have some local businesses, you'll have some ministry leaders. I've not seen the whole list, it wouldn't surprise me if we had some government leaders. Uh, You know, we're gonna have people there from Canada, from Australia, Uh, let's see, Sarasota, Tampa, South Carolina, and I'm not sure where else, but but there's all kinds of, from all the different spheres of society, this particular training is opened up to, and from, you know, different cities, states, and countries.
1: And this, when people go through this training, they're never the same. Again, I know going through TL On Demand last year and reading all your books, I mean, it is, to me, it's simple. It's truth, but it's a kind of simple truth that nobody ever talks about so what is the biggest reason you have organizational people coming?
3: Well, you know, you got two things. You know, when you think about business or any organization, you got the soft skills, you got the soft side of business. And then you've also got the hard skills, the hard side. So one of those is around personal leadership you know how are we doing with our personal constraints and the other side is around the organization the business the classroom but the family but those are processes policies systems and procedures and so there could be people coming there to learn how to lead the people or there could be people coming there that want to learn how to manage processes policies, systems and procedures but when people know how to do both of those you know when they learn to lead people and manage the process they're much better people want to be around them you know, when you're trying to manage your kids, when you're trying to manage your classroom, manage your employees, you're miserable, they're miserable. But if you know how to lead them while you're managing, we'll just call it the rules, the processes, you know, life is a lot better. And, and as you know, when you when you think about the hard skill set and the soft skill set, because a lot of people think that everything we do is from the soft side, and it, it is a lot of soft, but it's nowhere near all soft. And so, you know, when you think about that, as you and I know, we've talked about it, Martha, we've talked about it, that you have highly relational people and you have highly task oriented or transactional people, you know, one of them be considered the soft side and one the hard side. And the truth is they drive each other crazy. And, and just that revelation alone in organizations go, wow, we have all this conflict and so much of it is based on that. And of course we teach them, you need both. You, you got to you got to learn to honor one another because no organization can survive with just all relational people or just all transactional people. You know, we call that becoming relational, putting the two together.
1: It means like that. Make a great title for a book.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Thanks for that suggestion. Oh. Doggone it! We did release that last November. You Thanks did. for the plug. And what's
1: and what is the, what is the book?
3: It, it is actually called Relational Leadership: When Relationships Collide with Transactions.
1: And what's great about that book is you put it in a story, and it makes it so much easier to read and grab onto the concepts. I mean, it was just a really great story to read at the same time, really seeing how transformational leadership impacts. Relationships and impacts people. We're talking today with Ford Taylor from Transformational Leadership. Check him out online, transformlead.com. That's transformlead.com. And if you're intrigued enough to go, what is this all about? How can it transform my company? You can also check out tlondemand.com and use the promo code IW4H50. That'd be, I work for him, 50% off. You need to just, this is, well, it's just transformational for an organization. Ford, when you look at... Oh, Martha, go ahead. Well,
2: I just have a comment because... Several of the people that we've talked to that have been through transformational leadership before, you keep saying it's for the organization, but their number one impact has been in their home first, maybe their own personal life. At least this is what my takeaway has been. So if you could maybe talk about that a little bit, because so many times as a leader, we're carrying things that are affecting our leadership. And I'm guessing that that's where this comes from, but they're needing to deal with something in their personal life first. So can you speak to that a little bit when somebody what they would experience?
3: Yeah. So so there's four levels of change. And and the fourth level is organizational, relational, slash cultural change. That's the fourth level. But the first level is individual. And the individual level, the only way it can change is if an individual has a new set of knowledge, new information, a new way of thinking. And from that, it leads to the second level, which is a new attitude or a new feeling And from that's the third level, which is an actual behavioral or action change. Well, if you can get enough individuals to have their own personal change of the way they think, feel and behave, and you can get enough of those on the same team inside of any organization, a family, a business, church, it doesn't matter, government, a a city, a country. Uh, then it only takes three to five percent of any organization to completely control or shift the culture. Hmm. Now, I use the number three to 15, but most research books statistically say three to five. I've seen one case where it took 15, but almost always in three to five percent, you can shift or control the culture. So the question is, which three to five percent are in your culture? If you've got this group we call lean outers, which is that way outside group who's never going to buy in, then that's who controls your culture. And so, yes, you can change your organization, but it starts with me, Mm You know that power of me. I mean, each individual has to have their own, at least be open to their own change first to, to pull towards a common vision.
1: Well, and what I've said, this is for organizations, it's to transform the organization by putting the direction, putting the focus on, really, you're shaping people to be people. You're helping them deal with, woundedness that they've got. You're helping them see life through a new lens. I mean, it's a it's a total new life perspective that you're teaching them.
3: Yeah, it's funny, Jim, because what Martha said is, is so right on. You know, one of my clients, because when I go in to an actual client, you know, we'll take their management team through a three-day process to kind of give them all this information through a fire hose. And then we come back and work with them over 12 months. Well, in this particular client, after we went through the three days, the CEO called me and said, could I give you some feedback? And I said, hey, I'm always looking to improve. And he said, you know, a lot of your personal stories, your marriage stories, you know, that's not that's not a place for us in our company. And so if you don't mind moving forward, if you wouldn't tell some of those stories. And I said, hey, you know, I'm yours. I work for you. If you want me not to do those stories in the future, I won't. And then I waited a few days, and I talked to him. I said, by any chance, did you look at the evaluation forms from the 40 people that were there? And he had not looked at them. And I said, I just was wondering, I let it go. And so we went back the next month, and we were saying, you know, everybody tell me, how did things go? You know, any questions you have? What did you try that worked, didn't work? And, or any, you know, positive feedback, anything at all? First guy raises his hand. He said, man, I got to tell you. He said, what you did last time so impacted my marriage that we're in a whole different place, and my productivity at work has gone through the roof. The CEO <laughs> looks at me and his jaw about dropped off. And then all of a sudden, people around the room started talking about the impact it had on their family, and with that impact, how much that improved their productivity at work. And uh-huh. so he came up and goes, "Never mind, scratch that. <laughs> you know, Forget scratch, what I
2: said." <laughs> that. okay. That's fabulous.
3: So you're right.
1: So we want to transform our country, and you mentioned to me last night, I don't know if you can even say this on the air, but you mentioned to me that you've got a certain country in the continent of Africa that wants to bring you back and talk to leaders from all of their different districts all over this country Because they want to raise up leaders that aren't corrupt. Can you talk about that at all?
3: Yeah. So I'm I'm working with one very specific country where they've asked me to come in. And in Africa, what we would call a state in the United States, they call a county. And so in this particular country, they have 44 counties. And I just got back Sunday from doing the first week with them. And they asked us to come over with TL to train the political, uh, pastoral, and business leaders. But to focus on the political leaders. That we could put together a five to 10 year plan using TL material, transformational leadership, I don't know if we said that, uh, to actually train and equip with a strategy to raise up leaders at the county or state level and the national levels that would be non corrupt leaders. Uh, they've heard me give a talk that, you know, the way I put it is if you want to make America great again, make America care again. And so, you know, for for believers, I would say, if you want to make America great again, make America love again. And so they heard me give a talk and, and and I told them, if you want to make, and I plugged their country in, then make your country care again. If you want to make your business great again, then make your business care again. And so by hearing some of that, and they knew we had worked with another country over there that just recently elected a, a non-corrupt political leader for the first time, and it's being proclaimed a miracle, a, a miracle. They actually, going into the election, said it would not be possible to get a certain group out and this man in, and, and he won by, my understanding, is less than 1% of the vote. And so there, I think this shift is going on all over the world. Uh, I, I think that there's a strategy, and I, I think we'll see this kind of influence even hit our own government in the future.
1: We can only hope. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. or Like we said, we're on location in Cincinnati, Ohio today. And Martha and I get to experience the transformational leadership experience ourselves, the two-day experience. Mm -hmm. And when we get done with that, we will do a show in the future explaining the impact on us and helping everybody understand. But I want you to check it out online, transformlead.com transformlead.com to find out more about transformational leadership. And if you wanna sign up for the online training, tlondemand.com. That's tlondemand.com. Did you want to say something quick? Yeah, just
2: to remind them, they can just go to our website and go to our resources page, and then that takes the link right there, so they don't have to worry about writing anything down right now. And it gives you a promo code, and uh, you can purchase it. And how does that, what does that look like? They can go through it online.
1: That's right. Talking with Ford Taylor about transformational leadership. You can check that out online. Transformlead.com Transformlead.com If you've got people within your organization that you to he transformed by the power of truth. You need to send him through transformational leadership. Check it out online at transformlead.com. Ford Taylor, you have been doing transformational leadership workshops for how many years now?
3: Well, officially this way, golly, I don't even remember for sure, but probably 12 years, maybe. So, you've taught how many people? I have no clue. Okay, so thousands, a lot. yeah,
1: thousands of people. <laughs> On average, when somebody goes through transformational leadership two days, sorry, transform,
2: <laughs> transform. I got the website
1: in my head, transformlead.com, that's transformlead.com. When people go through the two-day transformational leadership experience, which you've not been doing that the whole time, because you used to do a whole week,
3: right? Well, we used to do six days over six months, a, okay. a day a month, and mm-hmm. then we got asked to make it shorter, so we did five days in a row, because people were flying in from other cities and countries, and six times is hard, yeah. and then we got asked, would you reduce it to three days? Then we got to ask, is there any way to put it to two? And the only way we could put it to two was to be able to have something for when people left, which is the TL on demand platform. So yes, it's gone from six days over six months, which is actually our best program. And then five days down to three, down to two plus aftermath.
1: Do you still offer the six day over six months program?
3: We only inside of organizations. So we don't, we don't do the citywide ones that way. Cause back then I was only doing them in Cincinnati. right? So people were coming here. But you know, like as you know, we're going to be down in Sarasota and Orlando in June. Well, I wouldn't be able to fly there six different times each right. to be able to do a training like that. That wouldn't make sense.
1: Your private jet doesn't do that. <laughs> no, he,
2: he can't find it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day I can say, "Beam me over, Gotti." Yeah, we're we'll oh,
1: be- sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay, all right. When the average person goes through the two-day transformational leadership experience, is it possible for them to exit the room without being permanently impacted?
3: I, I don't know of anyone that would say I left the room and I was not permanently impacted. I would say how impacted is based on the work they want to put into it after they leave. You know, we teach a concept called bumper buddies, you know, where you actually – Whatever you're going after, you do it with one or two other people minimum in your life. And so we tell people, if you walk out of here without a bumper buddy, odds are that what you could get out of this isn't going to happen. So in essence, you could have wasted your time. Uh, We also have an action plan that we send people after the training that basically says out of these hundred things you learned, if you will do these six first, everything else will make sense. And so the people that do the action plan, what we hear back around what's happened in their family, their business, their organizations, we could write libraries of books on. The people that don't do the action plan, I think they would say that they've been impacted forever, but they still haven't gotten what's available for them, even though there's an impact. You know, some people you know, if you start off in a box and the way you think, and, and of course we teach people to think in bubbles and I won't go into that right now, <laughs> but on the way, you know, we tell, we teach why outside the box thinking doesn't work and show a way that does. And so once you get beyond the box, then you get even further than that. So I, I, the way I put it is a lot of people get beyond the box, but if they don't really do it with other people or do their action plan, they may not get to the fullness of what we're teaching.
1: All right. So let's just give one specific thing that you teach. Last year, one of our spring shows, we did a a show on the six-step apology. And this is just one piece, but it's a powerful piece because most of us don't really know how to apologize. Talk to us about that six-step apology.
3: Well, number one, you know, a lot of people think conflict is bad. I don't. I think conflict plus resolution equals unity. In a marriage, conflict plus resolution Equals intimacy, and so if you can see conflict is not a bad thing, but something to be resolved. Now you actually can be better off after the conflict than before, and so when we resolve conflict, you know we teach people to go one on one, but go in humility, love, pre-forgiveness, and truth. There again, most people don't know how to go; they know to go, but that so there's the how. But then, if we're wrong, you know it's important that we own. Our behavior, and that's what I talked about the leadership crisis earlier. What happened to the day that we own our mistakes and apologize for them? And so the six step actually is not just an apology; it actually is a full repentance. And you know, repentance means you turn and you change your behavior. Mm-hmm. And so the way the six step works, let's just say you came to me, and you know, I gave myself one of those palms on the forehead and said, "Wow, Jim, you're right. That behavior, that was wrong against you." So number one, I would restate back to you exactly what you said to me that i did and then step number two i'm going to use three simple words i was wrong and the number three is another three simple words i am sorry or if you were told that you're a sorry little son of a gun growing up in a house i say just change it to i apologize and we tell people you'll notice we don't say i want to apologize we Actually, apologize. Mm -hmm. And then step number four is Will you forgive me? Or when you can, will you forgive me? And your answer really doesn't matter. I've done my part by asking. It's now between you and God whether you (laughs) can do that or not. And then step number five is I give you permission to hold me accountable not to behave that way towards you or anybody else anymore. And then number six, Jim, is there anything else that I might have done that you've not shared with me that I owe you an apology for? And when you go through those six steps, There's a genuineness, a sincerity that, hey, you know, I do want to change my behavior. And we've seen marriages restored, children with parents who haven't talked for years, that one apology can restore that. Uh, You know, inside of companies, when bosses do that, in front of all their employees, you know, I've had an anger problem all these years. I've been wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to get it fixed. If you can forgive me, it may take a while. I've been this way a long time, but I give you permission to hold me accountable. All of a sudden, things just shift relationally, even with the boss and the employees. And by the way, I'm acknowledging this. My guess is there's other things I've done too. Is there anything else that I need to stand here and apologize for? All of a sudden, the trust goes up, the safety in the organization goes up, no matter what the organization is. So yeah, we get a lot of feedback on that six-step apology.
1: When you look at any organization and a leader learns to lead like that, he or she will inspire everybody else to go, well, whatever he or she's got, I want some of that. When you see an entire organization, whatever that organization may be, go through the transformational leadership training and everybody really gets to look inside themselves, which is really what TL does, transformational leadership does. It causes people to stop and think and look. A lot of times people don't talk about it. They don't. They don't take time to really look inside. They, they pop up the cover and they look inside. What does that organization look like before and after?
3: Well, it, it's amazing. And you know, one, of, one of the quotes that I'm, I, you know, I haven't let people quote me for years. And uh, I've got people saying, please let us put, put your quotes out. And, um, and, and so, you know, when people can hear these kinds of things, for example, one of my quotes, everybody has a story. Only those too prideful to admit it have the ability to judge others. And so when you have a whole group of people that are saying, Hold it, we all got a story. Well, that's called humbling yourself to share your story because you're going to be helping other people. Well, when you have an environment, and again, whether it's a company or church, you know, when you've got a whole team of people walking in humility, forgiveness, and love. And and I know people in the workplace go, You gotta be kidding, you don't really teach that. Well, I do. I may not use those words. But that's what I'm teaching. I go into a church, I use those words mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody's talking about disruptive technology. But if you want some disruptive Christian technology, here it is walk in the humility that God's called you to with unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and become dangerously transparent. And when we do that, people will say, that's the organization. This is called the body of Christ, also. That's the body. That's the people I want to be around. And when when enough people are operating that way together, the trust goes up, safety goes up, cohesion takes place. You can be much more functional. Responsibility, everybody knows who's responsible for what. That leads us to being relational, where transactional and relational people work together, which gets us to the fifth stage, which is continuous improvement. And when you've got a group of people looking forward instead of always looking back, everything changes.
1: And that's the kind of organization everybody want to be part of. Absolutely, and so do you see organizations after they've gone through transformational leadership training that they start to attract even higher caliber people?
3: Absolutely, if if they if they do it and stick to it, not only are their profits higher, they are actually being able to hire, uh, as you said, a better. I hate to use this terminology, but it's just reality, but a better quality of person to enter their workplace.
1: How do people get a hold of you and your team in order to get transformational leadership brought into their organization?
3: Well, the best place is to go to transformlead.com. And there's a place in there you can fill out a form. You can say, contact us, or you can go read more about what we do and just fill that form out, send it to us, and somebody will get back in touch with you.
1: And they got to make sure they mentioned that we heard about it on IWork For Him so that you know that, hey, doing some radio with us was actually profitable too.
3: Please do that. We would love to know that if you contacted us because of this show, because Jim and Martha, y'all know how much I love you and how much I appreciate what you do for so many people. I mean, if anybody has shown themselves to be a transformational leader, to truly lay their life down for so many other people, it's been the two of you, and you're impacting lives far beyond what you probably know. And it's been a
1: privilege. Thank you, Ford Taylor, with Transformational Leadership. Mm -hmm. Check them out online, transformlead.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.